quick spoiler, Marissa and I are in the same place for this episode, which provided a great opportunity for amazing sound quality, except I didn't set the microphone right for the beginning of the show. 14 minutes into the show, everything is fine, but prior to that, I sound like I am definitely in a completely different apartment than Marissa. So do with that what you will. We are definitely going to fire the producer, which is me. Goodbye. Y'all heard a podcast from me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related, and we get together in person, (laughs) Woo! for the second time, I believe, in our podcast, Yeah. so that's twice a year, we're doing pretty good so far, Yeah. and we try to teach you some things that we recently learned in life that might make you a more interesting person to talk to in this big old fire pit that we call life. Oh, I'm sorry, ew! In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, how was your week? All the good things in my week this week revolve around food. Okay. Listeners, I think it's important, at least from my perspective, for you to know that uh, we <laughs> we switched to recording on Tuesdays, but now we're recording on a Friday. And so, so this time I actually, I actually compiled all my thoughts for everything that was good from one Tuesday to the previous. I'm sorry. But now it's like three so days sorry. out. And I'm just <laughs> But listen, these are all still good things. My good thing of the week, all of them are related to food. Went to Lancaster, Central Market, got Wendy Joe's, cupcakes, cookies, good stuff. Get it if you're ever in Lancaster. That was their cup. Her carrot cupcakes were really good. That sounds yummy. I love And they had, um, like, nothing else in them. It was, like, carrot cake, but not, like, raisins and nuts and stuff. Oh, yeah. That'd be gross. Right. And then on Monday, I didn't have all of my vegetables food processed in time to go to work. Mm-hmm. So I got to have barbecue chicken pizza. That sounds yummy. And then um, I also made popcorn in the microwave, okay. which I'm not very good at. And then when what? I was, does that even mean? Uh, listen, we can talk about this if you'd like. But okay. At the end, I uh, I melted some some butter and I put it on top. But doesn't it like make the popcorn wet? Right, but I did it like I I just I did it all right. I did it all right. Pete's face that all he's making is like he was sensual on the popcorn. <laughs> you know, I I almost was uh, sensual on it. Whatever on it. that means. Yeah. Um. Excuse us. So, I, uh, yeah, so I made really good popcorn, and that is a rarity for me. I do not pop popcorn well in the um, microwave. So I was really proud of myself. Thanks for really um, undercutting my confidence. Sorry. <laughs> and then tonight, where I say gluten-free pizza, and I ate gluten-full pizza. Oh, yeah, it's so sick. My pizza was so good. <laughs> Mine was bad. Like, it was good. I, like, had a boner. <laughs> and then... It was, like, too much of a good thing. She had a piece of pepperoni that came off of a pizza that had sweet sauce on it. And yes. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but then I ate too much of it and I got really sick. Yep. How about your week, Marissa? Thank you. Um, guys, I don't know if I mentioned that I'm dating again. I forget if I mentioned that. I swear to God, I thought she was going to say slime and I was going to No, I'm not going to mention slime. You hate off. it. You hate it. My other boyfriend vanished. I don't think I ever said that fully. I'm telling you now. He vanished. Not Literally in a, vanished. Yeah. 
That isn't a funny thing. And that ghosted me. There's more complexities that I'm not going to say, but he literally vanished. So eventually I was like, okay, I guess I'll start dating. I'm so bad at it. But um, I'm sure eventually I'll share stories. But right now I'm not sure because I don't know if they listen. <laughs> so I need to find out if they listen first. That's going to be complicated, too, because if you're like, hey, do you listen to my podcast? you be like, what? You have a Should podcast? I? They can know. They follow me on Instagram at any moment. They can be hearing this and being like, what? Are they going to start talking about me? If so, I'm not. Yes. Don't worry, I'm not. Um, in other news, though, um, I'm going to see my cousin's new babies. Uh, no, one of them's new, one of them's old. <laughs> An old baby and a new baby. And I was like, oh, i got to buy them gifts. But I waited to the last minute and went to a store in Chinatown, which someone was like, why did you buy them things from Chinatown? Are they Asian? And I was like, you racist. I did. You can't just, whatever. An Asian person asked me that. Um, but anyway, uh, I bought the one a cushion. I bought the two-year-old maybe a cushion with a cat on it. It was a cute. It's almost like a stuffed animal. Almost. And the newborn, who's only months old, I bought a pair of chopsticks and mittens. Because oh, all they had, like, baby, tiny baby mittens. Okay. Yeah, like, that could actually fit them soon. But, um, no, all they had were, like, Hello Kitty things. That's a real messed up thing to get, mittens and chopsticks. <laughs> Try to use the both of them together. You I mean, off. yeah, I know. I feel like I, no one expects much from me. <laughs> so we're fine. So. Yeah, Marissa was explaining how... Everybody was very impressed that she produced gifts for Christmas. For their children. Not for them, but they don't going to buy their children babies. Mm-hmm. No, what? Their children babies. <laughs> all their children new babies. I bought my cousin's child a gift last Christmas, and she, everyone else bought her a gift. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so touched. It means so much to me. Guys, I'm 32 and have had a job all my, like, all my adult life. I don't know why anyone would be so shocked I would buy their baby a gift. Look, I'm such a effing douche. Okay. Icebreaker. Ready for the icebreaker? Ready. Uh oh. Marissa uh, was hitting me up earlier in the car, asking me about um, a a hypothetical lover that I would have. <laughs> is dressing in uh, a an adult. 12 days of Christmas kind of thing. Yeah. We only got up to day nine, so I'm waiting for the rest. But they were different. They weren't dressed like sexy five golden rings or sexy swans of swimming. I made up my own 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> she always brings up the duck episode. <laughs> I said swans. Like, I had him, like, dressed up as Wait, Santa. Wait, do I need to do another episode where I talk about how swans are ducks? No! We'll start, let's fight about that after the show. Um, yeah, I had, like, the woman dressed up like a sexy Santa, a sexy lump of coal. Her butt was the present that he had to unwrap. I wanted to know what he would say as he entered the room. What and was he, Mrs. Claus with fake, <laughs> fake, uh, fake old people present? <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, Santa!" No, I meant to have her sing "Santa Baby," gotcha. and I forgot. <laughs> anyway, it's a. Ri- I'm gonna do a little uh, a riff off of that. All right. But a little different. Okay. Tell me what would be the most troubling, <laughs> sexy something that your lover, that your lover could dress as. Like, sexy kid, sexy Santa. Like, if you came home and they're like, hey, I have a surprise for you, and you walked in the room, what is the most horrifying version of a sexy thing that they could be? 
That's tough because it could be really. Juggalo, that's mine. (laughs) 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 I would. I have to break up with my boyfriend if he was a sexy juggalo. Definitely going to Google sexy juggalo later. I don't know, Marissa. You going to help me out? It needs to come from your heart. Yeah, it would be something that I'm not, like, quite in tune with in this moment. Like a... Like a... Like a... Like, a, like I, I gotta tell you, I mean, I, I'm building off of what you were talking about before, but, like, sexy Mrs. Claus was really traumatizing okay. the way that you were describing her. Uh, so, no, a sexy golden girl with prosthetics. Yeah, the, but, but for me, it's all the prosthetics. It's, <laughs> it's old people facial prosthetics. Yeah. It's really gonna not work for me. So anything old people... But I just want to point out, if she's an old lady, that's not going to be a problem. But like, if she's if fake she, lily. Yeah. How about a sexy bad grandpa? But she's a woman. So a woman dresses a bex a bexy a bexy bad grandpa. Is that the worst? I can't believe you even have not. I don't know. It's I don't not, know. But it's it's something that yeah. How about a sexy father time? <laughs> that would be uncomfortable. <laughs> how about a sexy mustache? She is a homeless. That would irritate me a lot. I'd be, I'd be angry, mm-hmm. but horrified. I'm gonna keep it in the back of my head. Okay, you could dance for me at the end of this episode. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned, listener. Five seven zero pod one one still is your most horrific hypothetical. Yeah, or real. You could tell us a yeah. You fu- can tell us real ones too. Horrifying real one. Okay, should I use that as a segue? Sure, if you can. Are you going first? Well, I mean, we did talk about a girl dressed as a mustache. All right, then. So, I'm going to be talking about mustaches as it relates to Movember and No Shave November. Pete actually suggested I do this, but that's because I don't know what the hell they were. I've heard Movember before, and I was like, I don't get it. Is it Mustache November? I don't get it. And then I don't understand. I thought No Shave November was just, like, an excuse for nobody to shave. Like, I didn't know there were meanings behind it. So do you have oh, any? There are. Yeah, there's like. Do you have any idea what either of them are? Oh, we're, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go all the way through November, then all the way through No Shame November. They're related, but a little bit different. No, I couldn't see any um, compelling, believable, moral or ethical reason. You know. Yeah. All I could see is something stupid. So no guess at all. No. Okay. So every November. According to Movember.com, men... Wait. Oh, what? Sexy SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Ew! That uh, would so gross! Yeah. <laughs> More than a sexy, like, Beavis? <laughs> <laughs> As Cornholio? <laughs> or trying to think. whatever one is Cornholio. See, if I came in, if somebody was dressed as Sexy Beavis... I could laugh at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't laugh at SpongeBob. Yeah, that's right. I would be horrified, mm-hmm. and I'd be hurt from the inside out because I'd be like, "You don't know me. I thought you knew me." Or sexy Sheldon from The Big Bang. Theory. When you say that, I, I let's stick to SpongeBob because the Sheldon <laughs> one just gets weird because it's a. Oh no! I thought you said young Sheldon. You just said regular that would be Sheldon. Extra weird. Yeah. Um, do you imagine them like they're actually wearing something square shaped or they just like color themselves yellow and dress like him? Either. Okay. But I was actually imagining, yeah, something, something rectangular. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Something angular. I guess even though this is like, duh, 
in addition to a sexy juggalo, a sexy KKK member would also bother me and make me go, I thought you knew me. I'm brown. <laughs> Which, guys, a lot of people fail to realize I'm brown. Weirdly. Okay. Anyway. Yes. November. According to Movember.com, every November, men all over the world take on, quote, the brave task of Movember. Oh, just so brave. Yeah. Okay. So what is Movember? Movember is a month-long campaign to raise money and awareness for men's health issues, such as prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and mental health issues such as depression Did and you say suicide. Money? Uh-huh. How? We'll get there. Okay. Okay. It started in Australia in 2003 and apparently has blossomed into one of the biggest and most widely known fundraisers for men's health. And it could be likened to the women's breast cancer awareness, you know, effort. Uh, they keep reminding us that it's a global movement all over the website. By the year 2030, the Movember Foundation vows to reduce the number of men dying prematurely by 25%. What? So for 30 days, as they say, grow your mo and use it to raise funds for men's health. So in case you didn't pick that up, mo is short for mustache. No, it's not. According to them. <laughs> How do you spell mustache, you personally? M-O-U-S-T-A-C-H-E. Is that how everybody spells mustache? I don't know. Do some people take the O out? Yeah, some people. M-U. Is M-O-U a European spelling, or is it just... Because it makes sense if you do it with the O, but if you do it with the U, that's weird. That's the way that smart people spell it. <laughs> that's how I spell it, I think. So what's stupid is the website spells mustache just M-U, but it keeps saying Mo. So... <laughs> I went to see the rules of Movember. So, first rule, you must start with a clean slate. You must shave off all of your mustache, actually all of your facial hair as of November 1st. The idea is to start with a clean, totally shaven face so you have the entire month to grow whatever type of mustache you choose. Second rule, let it grow. You must grow and groom the mustache for the whole month of November. As they say, luckily, there are plenty of style options out there. In my opinion, no, there are not. There's no. only one acceptable mustache. But according to them, you can grow a classic stash. Uh, they should have said a classic mo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a classic stash. For consistency. You could recreate a famous look, such as Tom Selleck or Hitler. Or they didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> Or shave off that beard you've always had to make way for a simple mo. They're all over the place. They call it a stash, a mo, it's all over the place. Okay, third rule, no beards. Sadly, beards do not count towards November, which also means no oh. connecting to a beard. So no mutton chops. Yeah. See, yeah, I would do the complete opposite. I'd grow everything but <laughs> Fifth rule, donate. Contribute to the Movember cause by making your own fundraising page. I was afraid that was going to be donate your mustache. <laughs> no, by making your own fundraising page at Movember.com. Ask your friends and family to donate, or they can donate directly to the Movember Foundation. So I was like, what? So let me go to the link, and I'm going to read pieces of the Get Involved page. Oh, good. I mm. hope the testimonials. There are, but I'm not going to read that. I'm more going to read this really stupid thing that says. Okay, 
So the second you go to Movember.com slash get involved slash mustaches, spelled with an O this time, <laughs> there's a humongous headline that says, Grow a Mo, comma, save a bro. Your mo can inspire donations, conversations, and real change. Guys. That was a missed opportunity to rhyme. But also, why would it start conversations? <laughs> Hey, your mustache looks stupid. <laughs> well, actually, I'm growing it to fight men dying. <laughs> I forget the details. <laughs> the men's health crisis calls for big minds and big solutions. But there's and a big mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a smaller, hairier solution to the men's health crisis. A solution you could grow, title case, yourself. It's sitting under your nose. Grow a mo this November, and you could stop men dying too young. That is that's a gigantic oversimplification. It's such a lie. Okay, so get started. Choose to grow this November. Get started number two. Let your mo take the spotlight and start conversations. Grow with your community. More mo's, more power. Ask the people in your community to get hairy with you. You'll feel more comfortable rocking your mo and raise more funds in the process. It's a win-win. No, it's not. So, okay, you're supposed to set up your own fundraising page on this website for people could donate to your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last thing you can do to get involved: submit your epic mustache photo. That's terrible. La Jola or Hola, I don't know. It's a salon is excited to be participating in the Movember movement this year. They have a King of Stash, which is going to be King of Mo, King of Stash contest that runs all month long where you sit, submit a photo of your stash and rack up votes, and the top five have a chance to win great prizes. Okay, you have an opportunity here to change King of Stash to something else that makes like some semblance of sense. King of Mo. Mo King. I like Mo King. <laughs> How about you can win a stash sash? <laughs> you said stash or sash? Stash sash. You win and you get to wear a mustache sash. <laughs> it's just shaped like a mustache when you put it on your mustache. <laughs> oh, either one works for me. <laughs> the tiny sash you put on your mustache. You gotta really like... Yeah. Glue it up. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Okay. So, there was one extra point that I found very interesting. I googled, can women participate in Movember? I don't like what I got. <laughs> what is a Mo Sista? There's something called a Mo Sista, which is what women who participate in Movember are called. So, let me just read the copy. Women who participate in Movember sisters are dedicated to supporting the men in their lives by promoting the importance of men's health. sisters sign up, start a team, commit to MOVE, M-O-V-E in all caps, and fundraise, promoting, uh, and fundraise. They do everything Mo Bros do. They just don't grow a Mo. Mo sisters are champions of Movember, rallying the men in their lives to join the movement, Grow mustaches no. and stay active for the month with move. We're, and bro we're broken up. Oh, oh. I come home every day and she's like, honey, you gotta, come on, honey, honey, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta grow a mo. You've got to grow a mo. 
I'm just trying to encourage the men in my community to get involved. <laughs> We're done. Uh, so there's was a factor for a month with Move and have important conversations about men's health. Men's health. Honey, let's talk about sticking kids today. Yeah, let's. Okay. The importance. I'll tell you after I shave. <laughs> the importance of a Mo sister. Women tend to be the gateway to health in a man's life, whether it's a mother or daughter, wife or girlfriend or pal. Women lead by example, and it's a women's health movement that Movember is emulating. Studies have shown that men are less likely to talk about their health, let alone take action. Women play an important role. So how do we get involved as a Mo sister? First, you sign up at Movember as a team captain and start recruiting a team or join an existing team. Then you can commit to MOVE, which is Movember's <laughs> challenge to men and women alike to get active for the 30 days. Ew. Men just get to grow a mustache and women need to be active? Yeah. Ugh. This could be going to run clubs, yoga, spin classes, and, of course, bring your MoBro with you. Also, you could rock some mustache apparel during the month. <laughs> The Movember collection is available for purchase. Oh, okay, okay. Last thing you could do to get involved, start the conversation. If you see a guy during the month of November sporting a mustache, walk right up to him and ask him if he is sporting his mo for Movember. A men's health conversation is guaranteed to happen as a result of that interaction. That is disgusting. That's very uncomfortable. So I just want to say... I like that women can get involved because that'd be sexist if not. Uh, I think women should just be able to grow to grow stuff. <laughs> they shouldn't have to do yoga. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. They can still donate for men's health. Did you donate Google, for my vagina hair that's growing. Donate you, for tissues to kill cancer. Uh, like, how do trans people get involved? No, I didn't. They're not welcome, it sounds like, because it sounds very gender normative. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so now we transition to No Shave November, which has the same goal, but I don't really like how they frame it. (laughs) No Shave November. So this is basically the same kind of event happening at the same time. The concept of the goal of No Shave November. She slowed down so much. This is gonna be good. No, I don't know if you're gonna find it as weird. I just find it like, get where you're going for, but I would have gone the other way. The goal of No Shave November is to grow awareness by embracing our hair. Ness? No. (laughs) (laughs) By embracing our hair, which many cancer patients lose. And letting it grow wild and free. That sounds like flaunting. Yeah. So because many cancer patients lose their hair, you're embracing your hair? Doesn't that sound f***ed up? I'm doing this for you, cancer patient. Check out my sweet mate. (laughs) No. Donate the money you typically spend on shaving and grooming. How much? You don't go to a fucking barber. Maybe some people do. To educate about cancer prevention, save lives, and aid those fighting the battle. No Shave November has been a tradition for many years, apparently. But it wasn't until the fall of 2009 that members of the Chicago Land Hill family, I don't know what that means, decided to use it as a means to raise money for charity. It was a project that held special meaning to the eight Hill children after their father, Matthew Hill, passed away from colon cancer. Okay, we could come from a good place. But they're, like they're called Hildren. <laughs> Gross. 
Participants in No Shave November have always been willing to ditch their razors and more recently donate to cancer fighting foundations. What were they doing beforehand? Yeah, just, just not, not shaving? Yeah. Okay. Off the top of your head, how much would you be able to donate if you st- took all of your grooming related, hair grooming related products? Okay. I think I might top out at like $2. You spend $2 on a razor a month? No. I just used the one that I've been using oh. for the whole month. Which maybe was like three or four dollars. Wait, I guess if we if we think about the single price of one razor in a multi pack, I would say like two dollars also. Um, but if I'm thinking about like the whole pack, maybe twelve. And then you know what, guys, we're all friends here. I have to pluck my facial hair sometimes, so the price of a tweezer also. Okay. That's like three dollars. How many tweezers do you go through? One. For, for a year, years, for, a month? for many years. Right. So let's shave that down. No pun intended. To like a nickel. Yeah. Because I also use shaving cream, but I use the same one for like three or four months. Cream. I use soap. So let's say two. I didn't even buy it. My mom gave it to me. We're yeah. Not, we're not. So this November, <laughs> I will donate two twenty-five. <laughs> so also, this is a family-run, web-based uh, nonprofit organization, and their goal is to keep raising money for cancer prevention, education, and research, and let that hair grow in the process to flaunt it in the faces of cancer patients. So, how do you get involved? Participate. See, this one is a little more inclusive. Participate by growing a beard, cultivating a mustache, letting those legs go natural, and skipping the waxing appointment. It seems like everyone can be involved. Put down your razor and set up your own personal No Shave November fundraising page. Again, with the fundraising pages. What is in it? A picture of you, like, with hair? Like, being like, 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 woo, look at my stash. And, like, if it's a woman, it's her hairy leg. Like, what do you put on that fundraising page? The thing that, I'm, I know you have more to talk about, but, like, the thing that irritates me about this is, like, on Halloween, somebody being, oh, I'm shaving. I'm shaving because I'm going to do No Shave November. Look at this face. It's the last time you're going to see this smooth face. And it's like, who do you know? Nobody cares. (laughs) When I was in college, it was a thing. But you know why it was a thing in college? Why? Because it was an opportunity to have an excuse to not shave for Mm -hmm. a month. Mm -hmm. Like, it was all laziness. Yeah, and I get that. And by the way, if you want to grow a beard or you want to grow a mustache, you should, you should still continue grooming yourself in some way. Otherwise, it's all gross and out of control. Movember definitely uh, emphasizes that you should keep grooming it. Yeah. No shave November seems wild and loose and no, free. No, yeah, it's like the freaking jungle book. Um, if you're not ready to get hairy, sit back and support someone who is. Get hairy. Get okay. scary. <laughs> the rules. The rules of No Shave November are simple. Put down your razor for 30 days and donate your monthly hair maintenance expenses to the cause. Strict dress code at work? Don't worry about it. We participate... Nope. We encourage participation of any kind. Grooming and trimming are perfectly acceptable. See, not encouraged. No Shave November is a wild man's holiday. (laughs) Movember is the classy man's... Yeah, I guess so. Way to talk about colon cancer. I just, yeah. Mustache. I was hoping that No Shave November, we could have a whole page about, like, women getting involved, too, but it doesn't. It just has, like, an FAQ where it, I think women should be allowed to grow their mustaches out for the month of November. Yeah. And if anybody comes up to you and is like, yo, you need to wax your, your, your lip or something, you could be like, hey, f*** you. Hey, I'm doing this for you. This is save you yeah. from dying prematurely. Save your nuts, asshole. <laughs> So, um, that's my November no shave. By the way, isn't everybody who's dying prematurely dying 
Unless they're old? Yeah, I guess so. So if you had to participate in one, excuse me while I get another wine, if you had to participate in one, which one would you participate in? Why are you laughing? <laughs> he said, excuse me, and then he walked away He's still talking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, I forgot. Probably No Shave November because it's lazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, me too. I don't think I could... I don't think I could carry the heavy pretension associated with Movember. Ugh, I know. And, uh, and I, I think you know this about me. I, I just, like, if people come up to me like, hey, I noticed you're growing a mustache, I'm gonna be like, I don't wanna talk about it. If you had a girlfriend or a lover or a wife, and she one day came up to you and was like, baby, need to grow that mo, I need that mo, <laughs> would you break up with her? I mean, it depends on how long we've been together, but again, it just seems like one of those things where I'm just kind of like, do you, do, do you know me? <laughs> okay. What do you got to talk about? That's a scary thing, though, you know? Like, we've been married for six years, and she just comes home one day, and she's like, baby. <laughs> I need you to grow that mo. I need you to grow that mo. And I'm just like... And while you're at it, get that Venmo. What have you done with my wife? I should be like, what are you talking about? Like, it's scary. Six years in a relationship, you discover that somebody's into something that you didn't even know about? I know. You know, honesty is important, okay, listeners? By the way, before I forget, because I said Venmo, I told you last time someone asked me to use Venmo, I cursed them out. Sorry, I was just imagining a mustache that was in the shape of a Venn diagram. <laughs> uh, on my latest date with someone who was nice, they said, oh, do you have Venmo? And I laughed and said, no. They were like, why? I was like, because I'm not a younger millennial. And then they seemed confused and offended, and I realized... Not everyone's going to get it, but I'm still going to hold strong. Good. Still going to dial. I was like, you might not understand it, but I'm not getting it. Yeah. Eat it. I didn't say eat it. I really think you should be like, no, but I have Zelle. And they'll be like, what the hell is Zelle? And you'll be like, Zelle is Venmo, but sponsored by the big banks. And I have it. You want my money? Download it. And then if they go, yeah, I have Zelle, they'll be like, actually, I need to use PayPal. Because my <laughs> Zelle account's running low. <laughs> okay. So, Pete, what you got for us? Seemed like you were thoroughly disgusted with all of the oh yeah hair related huh? Faux show. Don't close the sound recorder. Is it still moving? Is it supposed to pulsate? Yes. Yep. That's gross. Uh, I'm not the one who makes it pulsate. Marissa, you're listen, the one who makes it pulsate. I don't know if it should be pulsating when you talk. Oh, I'm not still looking. Um, yeah, it is. Listen, oh, Marissa, I don't know if this is a thing that you observe in your regular life. All the life. time, and I hate it, and I hate everyone, because <laughs> I know what you're talking about, and I hate it so much. This week, I'm going to talk to everybody, including you, Marissa, about something that you might be like, I can't learn anything from what he's going to talk about. He's just going to complain for a while, and it's not really like me learning anything, except it is, because uh, I'm going to shape it into something that uh, you should know. I'm going to tell you all um, about people that use speakerphone in public. My father. And act like that shit's okay. But he he said he can't hear it as well when it's not on speakerphone. I'll get to your father later. <laughs> it's annoying, it's rude, and next to having a broken cell phone screen, when you use a cell phone speakerphone in public to have a conversation... You are broadcasting to the world that you don't have your shit together. That you are f***ed up. <laughs> or you think your conversation's really interesting. So, that's the first proposed reason, actually, that I will put in front of you that I have read online. One person on Reddit said, I I'm have... I'm sorry, you Googled... Why do people use speakerphone? right, I did. And aren't you proud of me that I Googled a question? <gasps> did you really? You're damn right, I did. 
Have boys grown up? <laughs> One person on Reddit said, I have a cracked screen and it feels bad against my face to use okay, my phone. Okay, that's valid, that's valid. Sort your life out, asshole. That's my answer to that guy. <laughs> Either don't break your phone, get your phone fixed if you did break it, or get a screen protector to put over your broken phone so that when you rub it against your face, it doesn't hurt so bad. Why are you rubbing it? <laughs> That's a great <laughs> question, Marissa. <laughs> also, when you get the phone fixed, get a screen protector so this type of shit doesn't happen. Can we do a whole episode about what kind of psychopath doesn't get a screen protector? You're a psychopath. I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> I can explain myself later, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the screen's broken. Uh, broken? The screen. The screen is broken. <laughs> uh, the Bluetooth isn't. So why don't you just use that instead? Uh. Get yourself a little Bluetooth thing. If you need one, guys, I could send you one. I got one. It's a Close pair. Close at five seven zero pod one one. Say I need a Bluetooth. I'll mm-hmm. ship it out to you. Give me your address too. I can't. Or slide into my DMs. Be like, I need that Bluetooth, but I yeah. have to be DAT. I need that Bluetooth. Be DAT. Or else I won't give it to you. Some people say the Bluetooth is obnoxious as well, though. When you have a little earpiece in and you start talking like to the earpiece, yourself. right? I hate that also. Um, but they're not, and those people aren't wrong. So you're not wrong either, Marissa. However, I think that when you discover that someone is on a Bluetooth, it at least makes it look like they have their shit together a little bit more than a person who's talking at their phone. But it makes them look pretentious. That's fine. Like I'm in a business meeting forever. <laughs> But the person who's just talking at their phone, and by the way, when I say talking at their phone, I'm talking about when they like talk into their phone like this, or they're talking into their phone like this, like when they hold it at a goofy angle away from their face. Well, how are they supposed to hold it if it's on speakerphone? There's no way to hold it on speakerphone because you shouldn't be on speakerphone in the first place. My father puts me on speakerphone all the time, and actually my family, their new thing is they put me on speakerphone all the time but don't tell me. And they don't tell you, yeah. And it's horrifying. Horrifying. If Marissa's partner dressed up like a sexy <laughs> cell phone on speakerphone, she would be horrified. But how would I know it was on speakerphone? And yet... I would. Oh, my God. A lot of the people who are actually participating in this have been around for quite some time. So I tell you that if your screen is broken and you need to use speakerphone, you're not meant for this world. <laughs> but a lot of the people have You're been on the world. You're a serial being that belongs in a parallel plane. <laughs> because a lot of people are like your father. They say it's old people who can't hear the phone right when it's against their ear, so they would rather make everyone else hear from a slightly amplified speaker. My answer to your father would be turn up the phone call. Does he know how to do that? He should. He should. Do you know why he should? Because phones only have three buttons left. Power, volume up, and volume down. <laughs> He's running out of options here. And in fact, when my phone was broken and the volume buttons didn't work, I still managed to find an app that would let me control the volume on my phone. And so, you know, I really think... My father doesn't know how to do that. I really think what this comes down to is it's your father is leveraging the fact, and I think your father thinks that he's an old guy anyway. So I, I hope this doesn't come across as offensive. But he's saying, I'm old enough that I can act like a tool. Instead of learning how to not be like a tool. I don't dispute that, but try saying that to my daddy's face. <laughs> a lot of people are like, well, when I'm driving, I can't hold a phone to my you ear. You shouldn't be on the fucking phone when exactly. you're driving, bitch. <laughs> because when I see people driving on speakerphone, again, they're holding it at their face. Can't they're they just have it on the seat? Why are you holding it? That's you, so distracting. Because it's too far away, you can't hear it right. Mm. If you have a new car, figure out how the Bluetooth works. Get yourself a Bluetooth headset for inside the car, or you can use the thing that I love the most, 
which is the headphones with the microphone on. I mean, honestly, I don't think anyone should be on the phone, even on speakerphone in the car. That's what car accidents happen, but that's a whole other episode. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Next week, car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> but Marissa is correct. Put both hands on the wheel and stop being a f- yeah. face. The sound on my mom's phone is broken. That was another one. Get your mom some headphones. I have bad hearing. Get yourself some headphones. I'm going to get brain cancer. Also, get yourself some some headphones or just stop using a cell phone, you psychopath. What are they supposed to use instead? A f***ing landline or no phone Nobody at all. has a landline. Just howl into the wind my and family, hope that it finds the right person. My brother turns the phone off when he's not using it because he thinks it's going to give him cancer and he won't put it in his pocket when it's on. My brother's there only is something. no conclusive evidence that links cell phones to brain cancer, period. There are many that hint at a link, but none are actually conclusive and prove that there is a link. I applaud your brother for erring on the side of caution. But let's think of somebody else because it's easier. Let's say you're a person who smokes and all of your friends smoke. And you think to yourself, if I stop smoking, I won't have any friends to hang out with anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and keep smoking. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're saying the reward outweighs the risk. So I'm going to keep smoking so I can talk to my friends. Everybody's doing the same thing with a cell phone. So guess what? You're not special. Get cancer like everybody else who has a cell phone. (laughs) Meaning if it works, if it actually does cause cancer. And a lot of people have said there hasn't been enough time to study it. However, there is one report that notes an uptick in reported brain tumors when cell phones started to pick up. But it was linked to the fact that before that time, most people weren't seeking, like medical care wasn't as available. So the tumors were existing. It's just people didn't know that they had brain tumors and they would just die. Everyone in my family seems fixated. My cousin used to always sleep, I don't know why, with her phone directly on her stomach every day. Yeah, I saw it. And then she developed... I applaud her inability to move while sleeping. <laughs> she developed some sort of, like, cysts or polyps or something. So they thought it was because of the cell phone. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't say the doctor. My family did. And that'll be my... I'm going to put... Yeah, say it to my family. <laughs> I'm just putting the, uh, putting the reports right in front of them. You're not, because they're not here. I don't have it to say anything. <laughs> Another one. Well, I like FaceTiming. You can f*** off. Yeah, what? You can f*** off, you Star Trek motherfucker, because your life well, isn't important enough. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, next time someone asks me when I don't use Venmo, I'm going to say that. <laughs> you are not important enough to need video calls. You're not, okay? You're a normal person and normal people don't need FaceTime while they're in public. It's like I see a Jetsons motherfucker. Go for it. Whatever you want. Something from the future. Do they really video chat on Star Trek that much? That's all they do. Oh, I just remember the Jetsons. Just giant big screens, though. It's not usually like on a handheld thing. Okay. I uh, listen to Treks in the City, the podcast, so I've been watching a little more extra (laughs) Star Trek lately. So I, I do want to throw in that caveat. I'm talking about in public. If you are traveling for business and you decide to go back to your hotel room and talk to your family far away through FaceTime. And that's private speaker phones. That's perfectly fine. Mm. If you go home and you FaceTime with a friend who moved to a faraway country or city mm. or state, that's also fine because you're in private. Makes sense. FaceTiming in public is for chumps, Marissa. There's a woman in my gym who FaceTimes every day that I am there between the time of 3.15 and 3.30. It's almost like she has a scheduled FaceTime Who does like she's FaceTiming with? I don't know, but I, my hope is that it's like a kid who just got home from school is or something. Is it fun? Is it sensual? 
Here's the problem. Hopefully not if it's the game. <laughs> She's at the gym. There's music blaring. There's weights banging on the floor because muscly people have to drop weights, which I'm never going to understand, but I'm going to do that one day on an episode. So it's no surprise to me, but evidently it is to her. She can't hear the person on the other side of the phone. So she screams at the phone a little what? bit louder so that she can hear them a little bit better. And uh, nobody calls her out. Nobody calls her out because she is a fairly attractive woman who wears makeup and is fancy clothes to the gym. Ew, that clogs her f***ing pores, bitch. And so no one... You're gonna look old. He's going to you yell at her. You're gonna look old. You should call her out. <laughs> hey, you're gonna look old. Because <laughs> she's gonna look old. <laughs> I read about the face tag. But there are nearby exercise classrooms that are empty, that she could go into and have a quick, normal conversation that wouldn't take 15 minutes of her going, huh? What? But then she I said won't, this. I said this. She won't look important. Right. But she's not important. <laughs> Apparently her time, though, is too valuable to make the commitment of just stepping out into a private area. She has to actually work out and FaceTime at the same time. I think which you is, need to date her and show her if she's not <laughs> Also psychotic. So check your surroundings oh, before you, you participate. Before you wreck yourself. It is linked. So you got people on streets who are shouting at their phones because of ambient sounds. Well, maybe if you weren't doing this, that wouldn't be a problem. People in quiet hallways who do the speakerphone or a regular phone at a normal volume really bothers me because the hallway was quiet before you showed yeah. up. So you may as well be shouting. People in stores talking clearly and normally into a cell phone that's on speakerphone. But the other side sounds like a grown-up in Charlie Brown. And it's like, why are you even bothering with this? Because you can't understand what that person is saying. And then the other one is, of course, people airing their private shit out in public so that everybody has to hear, no matter how dramatic, Sometimes confrontational, or Sometimes banal it is. What are all of these people thinking? There is one good reason, right? There's one good reason why you could use speakerphone, Marissa. Can you think of it? If it's a conversation that benefits humanity as a whole. Yeah, maybe. But still, you can find a private place. If it benefits everyone, you'd want them all to know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking to you on the phone, and you ask me for information that I need to use my phone to get to. Mm, yeah. So I have to put yeah, on speakerphone, yeah, yeah. and I have to tap, tap, tap on my phone to open up the apps, which, by the way, the person on speakerphone can hear because the microphone is right on the phone. And then when you start typing stuff in to look for something, so what? I can hear the tick, 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 and the vibe, vibe, vibe. Who are of you your yelling at right now? Who? <laughs> Mostly James. Okay. <laughs> but it is a good enough reason, I suppose. But you could also get some damn headphones and a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> if I haven't lost you through all of this, which seems like complaining, and I haven't lost Marissa because she's tethered to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't dream Literally of, tethered. I you tethered me to the table. I would never bring this up unless I had some research to bring to the table. Okay. And that comes from psychology. Don't act like you'd never bring this up if you did have research. Did you have duck research? No. Yes. No. Psychology Today contributor, Dr. Susan Krauss-Whitburn. Mm, I know her. She has an article about people who talk loudly in public, but I would extend her findings to apply to those who speak on speakerphone publicly as well, uh, because they are doing it loudly and it's not really uh, uh, an option. Ooh, do tell. First, she takes the side of good. She says that when people are talking on the phone, they feel isolated from the people around them because they're participating in a, in a private conversation. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the rest of the world falls away mm-hmm. when you're on the phone. 
These people are unwittingly rude, and chances are, if you called them out on their rude behavior, they would feel stupid about it and back down. But that's only some people. It's certainly not most people.、Yeah. <laughs> in many other cases, quote, public cell phone talkers may enjoy being in the conversational limelight. They want to look busy, important, and in charge.、Oh, so、their、stupid. public conversations are filled with overstated stories of their success, either real or implied. And like, I think we're all in agreement. Like, f- off. Like, yes. <laughs> go somewhere else. Still more situations. For some, it's a reflection of a discrepancy between their attitudes and behavior. They know that it's rude and annoying to engage in the behavior, but they rationalize it by believing that it's necessary due to some special situation that's affecting them in that moment. All right, whatever. I will say this, Alicia, one of my dear friends. Often calls me in a state of urgency, and many times I'm out in public, and she doesn't call me that much, so I always pick up when she does, and it's always some ridiculousness. Like once she called me to ask me what breed of dog Scooby Doo was, like Great Dane. In yeah, exactly right. Right. I forgot <laughs> what she thought it was, but it was in such a state of urgency. And another time, I was telling her story, and yeah, I, I speak very loud when I talk with Alicia because she's being ridiculous and I'm being ridiculous.、Mm-hmm. But I'm not like I want everybody to know. I just like that's the time I get her, and I happen to be out. I try to duck away. I don't like talk in the middle of the store. I'll leave the store. But I do remember I was I said something. I was like, oh, they were listening to some dumb music, and she was like, what? And I was like, some Ed Sheeran mother. Shit, and then I heard people laughing, but it made me very aware that they could hear my conversation. I got embarrassed. Yeah. So I will say that's the correct response.、Though. I'm guilty of the talking loud on the phone, not on speakerphone, but I don't do it so people can hear. I feel a little embarrassed once they do. So I just want to say I am guilty. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I felt at this point to say like you all think I'm a crotchety old man, but there's a reason that I bring this up. And it is a report by Cornell University psychologist Lauren Emberson and colleagues suggests that we find public cell phone behavior annoying because it's so intrusive to our consciousness.、Mm-mm. In other words, you are sitting there having thoughts, and someone is stepping on them with their thoughts,、Mm-mm. and it's almost like yours are not more important than mine. I'm trying to sort of like focus on an idea or a thought. Very interesting. Uh, in her article, Whitborn goes on to speculate that volume also plays a role. If someone is speaking normally using their phone normally, I usually don't mind. In fact, that's what you're supposed to do, right?、Mm-hmm. But you are, you know, doing your best to not be invasive. But she cites a study that found that people who talk on cell phones speak 1.6 times louder than normal because they don't think that the cell phone can pick up their voice properly. Interesting. So they just shout at it. Like psychos. Can cell phone pick up the voice properly? Yeah, I talk, by the way,、uh, to my mom most often recently on headphones, and、okay. she doesn't know the difference. Okay. It's all working out great. I find it interesting. I mean, maybe it is mostly the volume thing, but like, do you find it annoying when there's a conversation happening next to you? This also came up. It was、um, very similar to like、uh, if a person who doesn't understand a foreign language hears a couple of people speaking in a foreign language. You know something's happening, but you don't know quite what it is. That was in her article related to cell phone talking、mm-hmm. in public,、uh, where you would only hear one side of the conversation, not necessarily on speakerphone. And her point was, you're only hearing one half of the conversation, so your brain is trying to fill in the、mm-hmm. other half, and it's basically. 
distracting you and slowing you down and like really just exerting some power that you don't really need to exert. May I just add this? When I was in Korea for like more than two years, I don't know Korean. I know very little. So I would know like words at best. And I never knew what anyone around me was saying. And I got used to it. And I, I actually like really like just hearing Korean around me. When I came back to the United States and I could understand <laughs> all of the conversations at once, it was like f***ing Jean Grey being <laughs> overwhelmed by knowing everyone's inner thoughts. I was so jarred by being able to understand everyone's conversation. I was so in love with the white noise that was not knowing what anyone was saying every day. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Sounds great. I wish I could go back. Moving okay. to Finland. Yep. Uh, somebody asked this question on Cora, and a uh, student answered it. She said it's a matter of social justice. Did you say and student? Uh, I, I don't know. A, a student. <laughs> okay. And maybe I met an, an, okay. and a student. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The recording will reveal the truth. If you think you said and student, give us a call at Presto, no bad one, one. Press one. <laughs> Her thing said that it's a matter of social justice, which Marissa and I are longtime fans of. But we like to call it street justice. (laughs) She says that because we as a society let people do this, they're going to continue to do it, if not do it more often. And so all of us need to do our part and not abide this sort of invasive behavior. So when you see that happening, you take them out. You throw eggs at their face. I don't mean with a gun. I mean with your fist. (laughs) She also speculates, but with no proof, uh, that it might have something to do with the isolation that technology creates. That we, um, you know, like by not being around people on a regular basis or something like that because of so much technology, we actually legitimately 100% don't give a shit about the people around us because we're only worried about our own stuff in that moment. I do believe it's more like what the other woman said, where like the world melts away, sort of, but I do honestly think some people think what they're doing is so interesting. Yeah, but it's not. Like in Philly, oh my God, I have to I, overhear so many like, oh, when I took a business meeting and, and I'm just like, see, die. There was a really interesting article, but it didn't have anything like super helpful for this particular topic, but it was all about this topic. <laughs> and it was about a woman who sat down in a small restaurant and the person at the table next to her was talking to a, like a business person, like a coworker on the, on speakerphone mm-hmm. while he was eating. And she started talking at the phone, too. So they both started talking in their phones? And No, no, no. She started talking at his phone. Like, their tables were next to each other. Oh, my God. That's psychotic. <laughs> and the guy was like, yo, what are you doing? That's rude. And she was like, actually, you're being rude by That's doing awesome. this in the first place. He wasn't convinced, though. She couldn't win him over. He was convinced that he was in the right. And it was essentially him sitting down with a friend to have a conversation at lunch. That was, like, he equated that... That is interesting. I, too, would be very annoyed. But when you put it that way, like, there's an ounce of, like, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, you kind of feel bad for him a little bit. He doesn't have a human... No, but I mean, like, yeah, if their friend was just sitting there talking, like, what is it about the scream that makes it such a heinous act? Again, I'm not defending it. Yeah, yeah. But I am trying to dissect, like, what is it about the scream that makes it such a jarring act? I feel like it's a lot to do with the volume. Yeah. And like, I've ever seen somebody speak on speakerphone without having it all the way up. Yeah. I think that's another part that sort of lends itself to it. So there are a lot of reasons. Some of them are even good reasons, like a broken speaker or having difficulty hearing things. But 
I think this is why headsets exist and you should get one of those. It's literally aligned directly into your ear, so there is no way that you could hear it any better than if you did that. Uh, maybe something for Dad for Christmas. <laughs> but <laughs> He has headphones. A lot of people don't care about your conversation or your music or anything else that is coming out of your phone, so just stop doing it, please. That would be really nice. I hope that we care about being nice to one another, and this is one small way that you can be nice to the people around you. If you ever feel the need to talk on a speakerphone in public, I think you should do what my favorite co-host in the world tells you to do, and go home. (laughs) Who says that? You, you moron. Me? Oh. (laughs) Joe Firestone? (laughs) Yeah, you said co-host. I'm sorry. I thought you said podcaster. (laughs) The way you said it. I say go home. You're like... And go home. And I was like, who says go home? I was really hoping, since I was making eye contact with you, that you would actually go, oh, that's me. Oh, I know what he's going to say. I'm getting tipsy. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was interesting. I really like that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. If yours wasn't so gross, it would also be interesting. Plugs. Do you have anything to plug, Marissa? Mm-hmm. I'm still eating on the internet. If you want to see me and you don't know me personally, if you know me personally, you're not allowed to see me. <laughs> if you know me personally, go to twitch.tv slash eats. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m., I will eat something anime or video game themed. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I will take something and shape it into... I, can't, I don't even know how to describe it. Just gotta, you got to see it to believe it, guys. Like, for example, on Halloween, I ate a Goku from DBZ, a Goku pizza. I shaped the cheese into a picture of Goku, and then I ate it. And then I put all your sugar-free candy onto the pizza because the people told me what to do. I do what the people tell me as long as it's not weird <laughs> and sexual. So I put a bunch of chocolate-covered peanuts... Onto the remember I told you I had edible paper shape right yeah I had a pizza with a Dragon Ball Z character on it topped with edible paper topped with chocolate covered peanuts and then I got real sick <laughs> uh, so yeah watch me there Wednesday nights and um, yeah I'm doing sports card truths still doing sandwich portraits still cool. you can check those two out on Instagram or. You can go to yallher.me and find links to all of our fun activities, even the on hiatus courtship of veneer. Yeah, guys, if you listen enough to know that I had a thing called courtship of veneer where I gave advice as one of four Victorian personas, I haven't killed it, but I launched it on Instagram and I realized it was very limiting because you can only have one minute videos. So yeah, so I'm going to relaunch it probably around Christmas time. When I have my brother help me do it. My point is, if you've ever seen that project I did, uh, I didn't kill it. I just have to reframe it. And if you'd like to see it, you can go to yallherd.me. We have a link to our Patreon there, too. We have absolutely no supporters, which feels great. Yeah. Leave an iTunes review. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. Don't forget, 570-PODWOD1. That's 570-PODWOD1. I like it when we're both in the same place. It's easier. Yeah, it's a little bit easier. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Should I press stop? Yeah. Is there a stop? I mean, do I just press the middle thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say. Yeah. Hi. Hi.